This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the old Trailblazer, riding out again on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. We've been bringing you a series of studies now for the last couple of months on the general theme, blood in the Old Testament. And we looked there at blood in the garden, blood on the altar, blood in uh, of the covenant, uh, blood on the doorpost, and uh, blood on the mercy seat. And that's where we were in our last study. We were looking there at blood on the mercy seat. And uh, I, want us, I want us to look now at the state in which the sinner comes to the mercy seat for pardon. What happens between the time that you're uh, first touched by the gospel, first awakened, we'll call it, first disturbed, first had your heart pricked by the gospel. We want to look what takes place there uh, and how that that sinner comes to the mercy seat. What is his condition? What is his uh, frame of mind, so to speak, when he comes there to the mercy seat for pardon? Because every individual who ever gets saved, uh, in the sense, in the essence, comes there to the mercy seat, seeking grace, seeking a pardon. Let's don't stop and argue about that, my friend, and let Satan whisper something in your ear, contrary for the greatness of your sins. You need no hindrance. Uh, to your coming. Are you willing to do that, my friend? I'm thinking thinking about a message I've been preparing that we here at Radio Missions, at the Old Trailblazer broadcast, in our regular services here, myself and the brethren who uh, assist me here, we, we preach Christ. I have folks write me and call me want to know what do we preach. I said, well, we preach Christ. Well, you say, is that all? Well, we preach that Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. And we know that it's the Holy Spirit's work to convince you or convince any poor soul that he needs a covering for his sin. We know that. But my friend, uh, I ask my folks in this message that I'm preparing, don't don't let Satan, don't let Satan hinder you. Don't let him uh, hold up the bright lights, as it were, uh, of the world. No. I asked you, are you, you, I know there's some out there who hear me that want to be saved. I know there's folks who say you're already saved. I'm praise the Lord for that. But listen, the mercy seat was made for sinners. It was made, it was put, put there only for one purpose, and that was that sinners might come. It was for sinners that the blood was shed. Why? Let's, let's just get down to brass tacks. Let's get down to the, to the common uh, let's just look at how things are. The blood was shed. What, what was the purpose in Christ, uh, first of all, being born into this world? He born as sinless, as a sinless, poor. Uh, no, no, no guile was ever found in his mouth. We could go back there and talk about that. But Christ said in Matthew 26, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. S-I-N-S. Matthew 9 says, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I'm not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Now, my friend, that puts you in a very precious position. The Lord came to call sinners. You a sinner? Have you seen yourself? Has the Lord begun a work in your heart? Uh, I know that I have folks who communicate with me and tell me that, yes, yes, pastor, yes, trailblazer, I see myself as a sinner. Well, I come to you at this time 
with good news. The gospel means good news, my friend. But I ask you, uh, why not come on to Christ? He says, I'm not come to call the righteous. I know that I have folks who, whom I've known. They are trying their best to establish a righteousness. That's the greatest trick that Satan ever pulled on a poor soul all over this world of ours, that as soon as you become disturbed about your soul, you begin to uh, attempt to create or make a righteousness that the Lord will accept. He will not do that, my friend. He does not want your righteousness. If you could establish any, he wants you. He does. He says, I'm not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Now, don't, don't, don't stop to, to uh, question God's word. Don't stop to argue with God's man. Don't stop to do that. Come at once. Come at once to the mercy seat. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. Listen now, listen. And he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Isn't that plain? The old saying we used to have is plain as a nose on your face that Christ came. You know, some of you are making salvation difficult, so hard. You tell me, oh, it's so hard. No, it's not hard. No, you know what's hard? Your heart. Your old stubborn will is hard. The scripture says, ye will not come to me that you might have life. Every, every day that we come here, every time we go behind the pulpit, every time one of our brethren stand up and preach, we hold out Christ as a living reality to lost sinners. We do. And it's not difficult to understand, my friend. I know that it's a work of the Spirit. I know that when Satan has you blinded, I know that. When you're blind, you can't see. But the Lord says, Whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Why hesitate? Let me, let me just stop there a minute. Why, why do you wait, sinner? What are, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for till you get better? You never get any better. Are you waiting till you can clean up your life? You can't do that. No. The Lord says, come just as you are. Come. Come. The, the, Lord, will, the Lord will take care of your past life when you come to him. The Lord will take care of your present sin if you'll come to him. Those things the Lord will wash away in his precious blood there when you come to the mercy seat. That's what it's for, my friend. Your case is desperate at this time. You know any individual who feels that he must bring something to the mercy seat besides his sin has never been brought to feel the utter sinfulness and total depravity of his nature? Did you get that statement? Let me, let me quote that again. When a once truly awakened sinner, listen, and, and uh, comes to see himself, listen now, let me go back and quote that again. Uh, you know, he who feels that he must bring something to the mercy seat besides his sin has never been brought to feel the utter sinfulness of his total depravity. Oh, my friend, you know, when, when God truly awakens a poor sinner, let me just, let me just whisper in your ear. When, when the old trailblazer was once awakened by the Spirit of God to see his awful condition, if someone had said to me, my friend, you'll have to find some good thing in yourself to recommend you to God as a hope for pardon, my friend, it would have just wrecked and ruined everything that I had. 
that I believed because I had nothing. I had nothing. It would have driven me to uh, despondency. God has given us eternal life. And the believing sinner's soul says, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Oh, my friend, listen, listen. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to, to, uh, to the believing sinner. Oh, my friend, listen. Then the sinner holds, up, holds that up to God and says, I'm satisfied. God answers and says, sinner, that's enough. I'm satisfied too. God and the sinner become satisfied with the death and the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me just, let me just maybe whisper this in your ear, my friend. You awaken sinner, my friend. That's the only thing that the Lord rejoices in his heart over, that the sinner rejoices, that Christ died for him. Oh, you don't hold up. Well, I quit smoking. I quit drinking. I quit uh, being a whoremonger. I quit. No. You become satisfied with the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, forever sinner believing it and resting upon it. Therefore, you are at the mercy. The mercy seat is immediate pardon forever believing sinner. The broken law proclaims that the wages of sin is death. Sinner, your hope is in the blood. Your hope rests in the blood. Christ is the sinner's surety, my friend. You know what a surety is? You ever went to the bank and signed a note for some relative or friend or neighbor so that he could get a loan? That's a surety because the Lord has rendered perfect obedience and paid for the broken law with his own blood. Sinner, let me, let me see. Behold the blood. Close your eyes, if you will. Not if you're driving. No, don't do that. But here, here, this statement brings peace for the guilty sinner. Rest for the weary. Here is God waiting to be gracious, waiting to meet you, sinner. Why won't you come? Why won't you come? We have that old song that we sing here. I've wandered far away from God. Now I'm coming home. The path of sin, too long I've trod. Now I'm coming home. My soul is sick. My heart is sore. Now I'm coming home. Oh, my friend, there's several more verses. But can't you just, can't you just close your eyes and realize that Christ died for sin? You know, a lot of folks won't get alone. They're afraid to get alone. They're afraid to go out on the back porch at night in the evening shadows and sit on the back porch and, and, and say, Thank you, Lord, for saving an old sinner like me. Or, Lord, I'm lost. Lord, I'm lost. Lord, I don't have anything. This, 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 this old shell of a carcass that I have here that has no righteousness whatsoever. It's guilty, defiled, worn out, no good, trifling. Look, look back. Look, Lord, look what a sinner I am. Can you save such a sinner as I am? Lord, I have no other hope. That's a prayer, my friend. Lord, I have no other hope. My hope is, my only hope is in thee, Lord. Lord, would you save us, an old wretch like me? Look back what our scripture said. I came not to call the righteous. Oh, my friend, how many of my folks are trying to get righteous, righteous by dipping soup in the soup line at Christmas time or giving clothes to the storehouse or, or bringing something, just bringing something, my friend. And uh, none of that avails anything. None of that means a thing. What is your hope today? Can I ask you, what is your hope? The old trailblazer tries to be plain and simple with you folks. I have folks rail on me. 
I had a woman call me last week, railed on me, called me everything but decent because I mentioned that folks are going to hell by the wholesale and retail. Well, they are. Folks are. Folks are, my friend. But I, I was just reading the Bible. There's a lot more in the Bible about hell than there is heaven. But my friend, the old trailblazer, has not got a, I don't have an ax to grind with anyone. I listened to patiently to her. And then I asked her how the Lord saved her, and she couldn't tell me. She's muttered and sputtered, but she couldn't tell me. My friend, the Bible says, always be ready to give an account of the hope that you have within you. Can you do that in case somebody asks you? You may be sitting in church this coming Sunday, and someone stranger sit down by you and turn to you and say, tell me how the Lord saved you before the service starts. Can you do that? Can you do that, my friend? Oh, Tribblazer can. I can. I'd be glad to do that. Or maybe if I asked you. If I come here next week and ask you, uh, write me a note and tell me how the Lord saved you, can you do that? I wish you would. I'd like to do that now. I ask you now. Send me a little note or email. You got an email there on your desk? Send me an email. And I say, Trailblazer, I want to tell you a little bit of what the Lord done for me, has done for me. I couldn't tell you all. I know you can't. But the old Trailblazer is just getting started. Uh, next, in our next message, we're going to begin the Great Day of Atonement. I hope it whets your appetite. The old trailblazer is going to be honest with you and truthful to you. And this is uh, the only thing I have to do is get you out to gospel. That's what I do down in my old age now. Can't work no more. But I, I can preach. I can bring you God's message. Remember that uh, I'd like to hear from you. Help me with the broadcast a little bit if you can. If you can't, I understand it. But I'd still like to hear from you. And remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 